1: Exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba.
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is feeling understandably abandoned. But before we begin, we just want (laughs) to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: Mm -mm. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are not accredited. We are just here to offer our humble musings. So we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. Do you want to dive into today's letter?
1: Let's do it. All right. So this letter comes from JJ, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from upstate New York.
0: Hey, that's where I am right now.
1: Right. Maybe you're neighbors and you don't even know it. (laughs) My husband and I eloped in May, 2022, just a courthouse wedding. We have been together for five years. He's 25 and I'm 23. We met in college in California and my husband is now in the military. He is active duty. And in 2020, before we were married, he asked me to move in with him across the country near where he was stationed. I followed him and moved to the middle of nowhere in upstate New York and have tried to make a life here. We have had some issues with him being forced to go to training or various military-related absences of up to a month that I think have left me with some abandonment issues. The first time that he left, he adopted a dog and left her with me, and she was basically an entire full-time job to get her acclimated and train. The second time he left, I had just broken my collarbone and needed surgery, and my mom had to save the day by moving out to live with me for nearly a month. I feel like we just kind of got over those two events and I just started to get my life back on track when my husband suddenly announced that he wants to go for a job opportunity that would take him overseas for six months. It's a really awesome opportunity, but it also means six months of living apart. And on top of that, he'll be traveling around some really awesome countries while I basically am stuck in the middle of nowhere holding the fort down. I can't help but feel incredibly resentful, unhappy, and stressed about the future of our relationship. I know if the roles were reversed, he would be 100% supportive and on board, but I also can't help but think about how he keeps abandoning me when I need him. We've done long distance before, but it really sucked and I have told him in the past before we were married that I would not like to do that again. But now we're married, so it feels like I need to try harder to make this work. And I don't know how to get over this. Please help.
0: Oh, JJ, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Hello to my fellow upstate New York citizen. Um, I know that this can be really isolating and you're totally right. Like this is abandoning, you know, like this triggers abandonment feelings and, You're harboring some obvious resentment and I think you're doing the absolute right thing by addressing it now before the resentment really builds up, you know? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. And we're going to give you some advice about how to talk about this with your husband in just a moment.
0: All right, my darling, I want to ask you a couple questions. You know, Sam and I, our job on this podcast is to, you know, because we don't know the ins and outs of your relationship and we don't know what it li- it's like to live in your body and feel your feelings. The best that we can do is give our perspective and ask you questions or offer alternative perspectives just so that you can feel out the parameters of your own experiences like this is just to help you like i imagine you know all of you listeners when you write us letters you're kind of like you're in the dark room and you're trying you're feeling along the walls and you're trying to feel it out and sam and i are trying to turn on lights or sam and i are trying to Mm. describe things to you you know Mm -hmm. okay well there's a window over there you got to step over this and like what it what would the room look like if you stopped covering your eyes or turned on the light or, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, little perspective metaphor for you. Um, I want to ask you some questions that will hopefully shift your perspective a little. Um, First of all, you said um, if the roles were reversed, you would be 100% supportive and on board. And I want to know if that is true. I want to know if your partner who has sort of made a habit out of leaving for chunks of time, a totally reasonable one, like our lives, our work, you know, his active duty can, this is, this is, a this is something that m- thousands of relationships endure and survive. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't fault him for this. However, like, is that true? W- would he let you leave for six months? Um, it sounds like he's, it sounds like he relies on you to be a home base for the dog and for your life. Right. And for a sense of, homeness routine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to make sure that you know that it's reasonable to have complicated feelings about him leaving, that your job as a spouse isn't to, isn't to say yes to everything or isn't to um, flatten out your needs or your desires in a relationship to quote, make the relationship work or to give your partner what you want. Your job in the relationship is to, Work together as a team to to make that relationship exist in the most mutually beneficial way, right? Uh, at the time, right? Um, and obviously, there are given, t- there are periods and seasons of give and take where somebody's sacrificing more than the other, somebody's supporting more than the other, etc. But like, I don't know, would he be okay? Like, I guess what's I just want to know that. And I want you to explore the parameters of that. Um, I don't, I'm not saying automatically be like, no, this sucks. But where are you in this decision? Like what, Mm. how much are you sacrificing? Uh, How much of your opinion are you sharing with him? Because you have a right to take up space in this decision, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It feels a little bit like this relationship is, is sort of like you are the supportive wife. And he gets to sort of live the the life that he wants to live. He gets to pursue this career and there's nothing wrong with that, right? If that's what you both want and that you're both choosing, but it also doesn't have to be the only way that this relationship operates, right? There are other options available to you too, but you have to be willing to talk about it and to find what, like Sierra said, a way that this can become mutually beneficial. And I think, One of the ways that you can have this conversation with your husband is to, you know, make sure that you are not talking about him as the bad guy in this, right? Like you keep leaving, you keep doing these things, but instead sort of talking about the way that the situation that you're in is making this really uh, unhealthy and unhappy for you, right? To say things like, it's really hard for me to be in a place that I don't know anyone and have you gone for a long time. Right. And I know that it's in pursuit of your career and I want your career to be successful. We both want that to happen, but right. is there something else that we could be doing here? Could we live in a different place? Could we, um, while you're gone for six months, could we rent out our apartment and I go live nearer to family or something yeah, like can that I, where it could can be, I li-
0: can I go with you? I wonder why. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's not on the table. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Could I go with you? Or since we're doing this, can we make it a priority that I get to go visit you at least, you know, once a month or something? And can we put that into the finances? So that is happening because it's really hard for me to be here alone without my family, without my friends, without you and right, it's remembering, right? Like it's, it's not your fault. You're not necessarily doing anything wrong, but in the face of what we both want, which is for you to be successful in your career. And for me to be happy and healthy at home, we need to be doing something different. We need to try something else because this isn't working for me.
0: And I want to talk a little bit about resentment because I know that resentment can show up in so many different relationships, partnerships. Um, in, in a lot of different ways. And I want to talk openly about it because I feel like it's one of those emotions that can get away from us. You know, like it can snowball. And all of a sudden we went from just like a light frost of, you know, tricky emotions to uh-huh. a blizzard that we are drowning in. That we can't we can't see that person without that all that resentment. And I think You know, the first thing is the the way we combat resentment when we feel it is to name it and to talk about it in our relationship. The way that Sam just said, not you versus me, not you are making me resent you, not all, you know, it's how can you talk about this feeling that you're having in a way that puts the two of you on the same team with the same Mm -hmm. goal. And this is really hard because our egos get in the way because we get Mm -hmm. obsessed with convincing the other person about how we feel, yada, yada. But I can't stress how important it is to at least start – Exhaling some of these feelings in whatever way is healthy and productive in your partnership because it, resentment is an emotion that snowballs, you know, and can really poison a relationship. If you, Resentment is ultimately your emotion saying, I don't feel heard. I don't feel validated. You yep. know, it's, there's a pain there. In this case, it's abandonment. It's loneliness. It, and resentment is the the guard of the emotion saying, Oh, I wouldn't be feeling this. If I, if you did something different or if I wasn't put in, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily true, but it can definitely, it can take over feelings of goodness that you have for your partner.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the things that probably needs to happen in this relationship is some radical honesty about what the what the future of your life is going to look like right because if he's going to be in active duty where he's going to need to go in train and be deployed or go on these you know different things that he's going on you're going to have to accept the fact that he's probably not going to be around for months at a time and so with that radical honesty right being like i'm in a relationship with somebody whose career is going to take them away from me for however many months out of the year, then we can start putting into place things that are gonna help us respond to that reality. Because I think resentment also comes up a lot when we're trying to like throw ourselves against something that is unchangeable, right? Like I just wish you would do this in this way, or I wish that this thing were the way that things were. And that's not actually possible, right? Unless he quits his, his job, which of course is on the table. And that that is something that, that you all could talk about, but it sounds like he wants this career. It's important to him. And it sounds like you also want him to have this career that it is like working it like that you're like, cool, this is something that you're pursuing and I want you to be happy in this. Right. Like, that's great. But then you need to accept the fact that this is going to happen over and over again, that he's not abandoning you. Right. He's not leaving you in a lurch, even though it may feel like that, but instead doing the thing that you both knew was going to be a thing that he was going to do, which is that he's going to have to leave for periods of time. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this is in his control to a certain extent, right? Cause this is a job and he could leave this job for, for sure. But part of it is like, even in my relationship, I had to accept things about the way that Peter handles things or the way that Peter does things that I can't change. Right. I had to, part of how I had to love him was accepting the fullness of who he is. So when he, you know, reacts to some sort of thing in a way that is like triggering for me or in a way that is like frustrating, I have to be like, I am with this person, right? Like I knew going into this relationship that this is how he handles things. And my job is not to get him to handle things differently. It's to figure out how I'm going to move through this and then continue to, to engage in an emotionally supportive relationship with him, right? To talk about, it's hard for me when this thing happens. And I don't expect you to change your whole entire personality or everything about you, but I want to be able to express to you how this is landing on me so that we can both see each other in this and support each other through what might be a difficult time or through this thing that is inevitable.
0: I'm also thinking some thoughts that I didn't <laughs> course, think <laughs> I was going to go to, uh-huh. uh, like, I didn't think I was going to get this deep um, for this letter, but you know, what comes to mind is like also what we've been taught culturally, what marriage and relationships are supposed to mean to our personhood, you know, it would be very challenging for me to be in a relationship and, you know, especially a committed one like this and not have access to my spouse and, and then be like, I've done long distance. That's fine. But what would be challenging for me is like, how do I, I, how do I make a life for myself outside of this relationship? Because I think we're taught specifically young women that our relationships are our primary purpose in life and are, you know, like my wife is my fucking personality is a personality trait of mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I have, you know, over the last decade, and especially over the last five years of my relationship, I've, I've really had to try to figure out, well, how do I prioritize this partnership? How do I prioritize my family and nurture it? Well, also, first and foremost, most importantly, how do I nurture myself? How do I expand my you know, how am I taking care of myself, my relationship with myself? How am I, how am I pursuing my hobbies and not just prioritizing spending time with my partner? How am I pursuing my education or my career goals or, or how am I fostering my independence and my personality outside of my relationship? I think this is a mm. skill that we are not taught. Really, we we get so much cultural conditioning about the importance of romantic relationships. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'm in the relationship. I've made it and I still hate myself and I'm still Mm. looking to my partner to fulfill me or I'm still looking to my partner to give me a sense of purpose. And don't get me wrong, y'all. Like I get so much. I get so much from my relationship and I get so much purpose from being a mom and from being a spouse. And also something is coming up for me in this letter of like, you're really to our letter writer, you're really being asked to do some hard, vulnerable work within your partnership about like this resentment, about this negotiation, about this radical acceptance. And you're also being asked to do the most intense work which is Mm -hmm. work on that relationship with yourself without your partner around, you know, like what does that life look like? It sucks to be stuck in the middle of nowhere with not no support system and no friends. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you take care of yourself? How do you foster yourself? Um, yeah, just want to, Put that out there.
1: No, absolutely. All of this is like really easy for Sierra and I to speculate on from the comfort of our own homes, right? Like, but it's so much more difficult to actually live it, and to not let these feelings and emotions come up for you. And I think. One of the things that I'll also remind you is that like, this is really challenging, right? The, the sort of expectation that you're not going to have any feelings about this or that you're going to sort of be, you're going to handle this really perfectly or that like both of you, and I'm talking about both of you in the situation, not just you, but also how he's going to handle the situation too. um, It's just a really challenging thing to do. So I, I think, it. of course, it's going to be hard and, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable and all of those different things. And I think that there's a place for growth here, right? There's a place for you to, to stretch and recognize, right, that this is part of what you both have agreed to, to in this moment. And there's a place where you can sort of take a step back and say, this actually isn't growth anymore. This is just self-sacrifice, right? Like this is just an erosion of who I am and I need to be doing something different. And it can be so hard to find the difference between those two because they can feel so similar so often. So all of this to say, like, I think that there is a possibility for you to do some self-work here and to have some really constructive conversations with your partner around how, do, how are we going to support me while you are gone, right? I am also important in this. It is not just about you. It's also about me. And I think that there's an opportunity here for you to say, like, what's in and out of what's okay for you? What, like, it's okay for you to say this isn't acceptable. Like, I can't have you gone for six months. I think that's an okay thing to say out loud. Right. Like, and both of those things could be true. Right. And, and that's what makes the situation so challenging because it, it is a place where you don't actually, where you might not actually know what is okay and what's not okay until like it's happening. But I, I think that part of what you need to do is to express and talk about these things as they're happening And to take up a little bit more space in this relationship in whatever way that looks like for you, because what I don't want to happen is for you to make yourself so small in this, to just be okay with everything that suddenly all that is in you is just this core of resentment and the relationship is somehow lost because you haven't been able to have this conversation on a continuous way with your partner, right? Like this is not a one and done conversation. This is like a continual check-in how are we doing? Is this still working for us? What else do we need in order to make this sustainable? And, and those like continuing conversations are some of the most difficult to have.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, that summarizes my feelings perfectly on, we know this is hard. We're so glad you trusted us with this letter and we hope that this
1: helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, that'll give you an additional bonus weekly episode as well as other perks. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod.
0: Speaking of $5 a month, I fucking went to a coffee shop the other day and got something for my spouse and I, and it was like $12. <laughs> no, that's
1: really true. That's really true. It was the like Cap two Americano is like $5. And I'm like, it's just espresso and water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are aging ourselves. So um,
1: <laughs> when we worked at the coffee shop and <laughs>
0: slide, oh my God, it was like $1.95. $1.75 for, uh,
1: was for a small coffee. Yes. <laughs>
0: Okay. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music recording, producing, editing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis, and remember y'all, it is okay for you to voice your discontent. This is how we move through these hard emotions like jealousy and resentment. We don't want them to harbor inside of us and grow it's okay to to pull up a chair for those hard emotions and share them with other people. You are worth it. You deserve to be seen and heard and cared for. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.